Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Pleasure to be here with you. Feel free to call in. 1-877-669-1292. That's 1-877-669-1292. That's the number to call. Get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. A few years ago, well, more than a few, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, this show took on Federation. We uh, we went on, we went after Federation 10, 12 years ago. We went after Federation uh, on two fronts. The first front we went after Federation for was the, uh, their, their plan. They had a, uh, they had a plan to, to take of, to, to merge Herzliya High School and Bialik High School and form one kind of pluralistic Jewish themed school that did, wouldn't really have very much Judaism in them. We, we took them on. We, we proved their, uh, their, their lies. They, they were lying to the community. We, we exposed their lies, and they backed out of the program. Uh, the second time we took on Federation was when they wanted to pull Judaism out of Bialik. We took on their lies there, too, and they backed out of that situation for the most part. Federation and the show has not had a good relationship over the years. In fact, uh, back then, when uh, the Federation president came to Radio Shalom, where we were airing on at the time, uh, he refused to even be in the same room with me. In fact, he was interviewed on my show by someone else. The station insisted that during my time slot, the Federation president, I had the most amount of listeners on the station ever. So they insisted that during my time slot, the Federation president would be interviewed. And if he didn't want to sit in a room with me, I would have to leave the room and sit with someone else. This led to the eventual uh, downgrading of the Howie Silberger show from every day, from daily to once a week. Uh, we didn't take too kindly, I didn't take too kindly to being forced out of my hosting chair because a guest didn't want to be interviewed by me. Whoever doesn't want to be on my show doesn't have to be on my show. Nobody's holding a gun to anybody's head. And uh, there are plenty of other time slots that they could have come on, they could have gone on. So I walked away from the show at the time because I, uh, I disagreed with the station's management's decision to... Uh, to, to remove me as host to accommodate the president of Federation who refused to be interviewed by me. I uh, then went on to, uh, to, to challenge Federation and the Y. When the Y decided that they wanted to open on Shabbos, they were going to open on Saturdays, uh, violating Jewish law and opening the Jewish Y on Saturdays. It was the only Jewish Y left in North America that was still closed on Saturdays. And it reflected to a certain part, the traditions of the Montreal Jewish community, the traditional Montreal Jewish community. So we took on the Y, too. We lost that battle, too. Federation won, and the Y opened on Shabbos. And then the taboo of organizations doing things on Saturday, which they never did before, Jewish organizations always stopped and didn't do stuff on Saturdays. That whole taboo went away. And many other Jewish organizations started organizing events that were non-kosher, 
started organizing events that were uh, that that violated the Sabbath, and and all under the guise that it reflected the Jewish community. And and all the time that this was happening, I sat on this show and I screamed and I screamed. Uh, that this is a slippery slope. And I hate using the term slippery slope because I don't think it's really true in most cases. But in this case here, I was positive. Back then, even 10, 15 years ago, I was positive that this kind of behavior by the organized Jewish community, whatever that means, would lead to the downfall of the Montreal Jewish community, would lead to the, to the complete separation of Orthodox Jews and, and, and secular Jews would lead to a split in the community that would never be repairable. And I used the example of, uh, of a rabbi in Atlanta, Georgia, who told me that they went through a similar thing in Atlanta. And I used this example 12 years ago and 13 years ago. That they, they went through a similar thing in Atlanta, Georgia, until that day, and I'm probably till today, the, the Georgian community, the Atlanta Georgian community, Jewish community, is completely split with duplicate organizations catering towards the religious and towards the non-religious. And we're heading in that direction in Montreal, where the community is going to be split right down the middle. It already is to a certain extent, where the Orthodox community stays to themselves and the, and the less Orthodox community does their own thing. It's already heading in that direction. And unfortunately, Federation has decided to take one step further to cement their path as a, as a secular Jewish organization that has no regard to Jewish tradition, to Jewish law, to anything else. The only regard they have is to fundraising, raise as much money as they can. And why anybody donates money to them is beyond me, but we'll get back to that. And they've organized an event which should infuriate every traditional Jew in the city. Everybody should be screaming and yelling, how could they possibly organize this event? How could they possibly put their name to this? The event is called the Sip in Schmooze. It's an interfaith couples night out. Now, it's a kickoff event for interfaith couples. Grab your favorite drink, unwind with your partner, and connect with your community. Bring friends and meet new ones at this happy hour, Lechaim. Light bites and drinks will be provided. So the light bites and the drinks that will be provided, I guarantee aren't kosher because it's happening in a place where, uh, where, where, where it's not necessarily a kosher place. So, so the food that they're going to be offering at this interfaith uh, event won't be a kosher food. And Federation CJ always had the, um, always had the, the policy that anything they do outside of uh, anything they do in the community would be kosher. So I guess that policy is going out the window. And, uh, and, and there's a little asterisk, and the asterisk says, this program aims to carve out a space for interfaith and multi-heritage families to celebrate their uniqueness and embrace their multicultural background. What? What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean that Federation is officially, and it looks that way, endorsing intermarriage? Intermarriage, which is destroying the Jewish community right across, the, right across North America? Is that what this means? That that the that the Jewish community as an official community, the official federation of the Jewish people in Montreal, has given up on Judaism? Now I thought they gave up on Judaism when they allowed the wide to open on Shabbos. I thought they gave up on Judaism when they tried to try to remove Judaism from a school, from a Jewish school. But here we are, actively, 
advocating for intermarriage, embracing it, accepting it, loving it. It, it should be shocking, but I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked because I have 30 years' experience of seeing Federation slowly moving toward, to being a non-Jewish organization, slowly moving to promote assimilation. And this is exactly what they're doing. They're promoting assimilation. Now, many will argue, and I, I know the arguments out there, and many will, argument, many will argue with me, saying that, you know, some of these people are Jewish. We have to embrace the Jewish people here. And maybe, you know, maybe if we embrace them and we, we invite them into the community, the partner will convert. That never happens. Give me a break. I, I don't know if you could count the time that ever happened on, on one hand. That's not the goal here. The goal of this event is the goal of every Federation event to get more people to donate to Federation, to expand their tentacles, to grab more money out of the pockets of people who, 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 are, who are, want to feel as part of the Jewish community even though they're not Jewish. This is the sole goal of these kind of events. It's disgraceful. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's disgusting. And it should be condemned across the board. This is not something that should be happening through the major Jewish organization. Now, you could disagree with me, and you could feel free to call in. We could argue it. one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 Get in on the conversation. Uh, but, but I really believe that this is something that's, that's really revolting. How can we do this? How can we allow this to happen in our community? Now, okay, fine. We allowed... The wide open on Shabbos. We found, we found a way, you know, the Orthodox uh, rabbis, the pulpit rabbis, found a way around the whole situation. It, it was so convoluted. It was, it was ridiculous. They gave in. They capitulated. And then Federation went and they changed, uh, they changed Herzli and they changed Bialik. And fine, we allowed that to happen. We pulled a little bit of Judaism out of the schools. We, we allowed that to happen. We fought it, we fought it, we fought it. Still happened a little bit. We allowed that to happen. Now we're inviting interfaith couples to join Federation. Become members. We allowed the white, we allowed the white open and to and to service to service mostly a non-Jewish clientele, but still take Jewish community money for Jewish continuity. This is Gen uh, Gen Next. This is the next generation of Federation leaders, so-called Federation leaders. These are these are the people who will be running Federation in just a few years. And they're already inviting people to an interfaith event. Mixed marriages. We're accepting you. Come in, join our community. What's next? Why even bother inviting Jews? Why even bother calling yourself a Jewish organization? The Hellenists have, have won. We've lost. You know, we just, we, just had, we just celebrated Hanukkah a couple of months ago. Hanukkah was the fight against the Hellenists, the fight against the, against the assimilationists, the fight against the people who wanted to destroy Judaism and the Jews who wanted to allow it to happen. We've never learned the lesson of Hanukkah. We've never learned that lesson that we have to stand up and we have to fight back. This has not been, this has not been a lesson that has been well taught in the Jewish community. Sure, we light candles, we scream never again. But then we allow something like this to happen and you wonder what never again means. Our ancestors died and burned in the ovens of Auschwitz so that their grandchildren 
and their great-grandchildren could organize an interfaith event? How revolting. What a revolting thought that the martyrs that were murdered in the Holocaust because they were Jewish, the martyrs that were murdered because they were Jewish over centuries and centuries and centuries, people who refused to give up their Judaism, people who fought and died to maintain their Judaism. This is the generation that's trying to destroy it all. So many years later, this is the generation that has assimilated so much into society, generation that has embraced North America so much that Judaism means nothing to them anymore. And they're taking our organizations with them. Now, Federation was never really a, a very Jewish organization. I've never really considered Federation a, a, a real Jewish organization. But they put on the front. They pretended. They had kosher food. They didn't do things on Shabbos. They, 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 were, they, they, were, they were traditional. And I can accept that. They were traditional. They were trying to, to show the community that we are different. Even though we're, we're trying to negotiate, we're trying to stay the same as everyone else, but we're still different. The Sadie Brofman Center never opened on Shabbos. They never had any plays on Shabbos. Siegel Center does. So Federation has given up on Judaism. Now I'll tell you something that, uh, that somebody told me a while, a long, long time ago. And I've never really repeated the story. I've never repeated it on the show for sure. I'm going to tell you the story now, and I apologize to the person who told me the story. I'm not going to tell you who it was. I apologize to the person who told me the story, who asked me not to, uh, to tell it. But that was like 10, 15 years ago, so I, I assume that it's okay to tell it now. And I'm going to tell it anyway, because it's, it's apropos to this. Because this change in federation didn't happen yesterday. It didn't happen today. It didn't happen when they put out this ad for, for this interfaith, interfaith inter- intermarried couples uh, luncheon event. The story started a long time ago. I, I had a friend who sat on a committee of federation who was looking to, um, and, and the federation committee's job was to give out grants to startup organizations, to people who were starting up and, uh, trying to, and trying to start something in the community, organizations trying to start in the community. Uh, the idea was uh, Jewish continuity. And, uh, and he sat on the committee, of the selection committee, of which organizations would get this money and there was a lot of money at stake, and there were a lot of people, uh, Federation important people, rich people, sitting on this committee. And the uh, and and they started going through the different applications to Federation for different uh, different organizations, and they got to one where um, where where it was a religious Jewish organization that was doing outreach that asked for uh, for a grant for a grant from Federation to expand their services to the West Island where many Jews were. We're kind of fading away. They weren't. Uh, they weren't really responding to Judaism. They weren't connected, and this outreach organization wanted to connect them to Judaism. And the committee decided, not my friend, but the rest of the committee decided, that this money was not going to Orthodox Jewish organizations. They were more interested in getting the intermarried, the the intermarried people, the people who married outside of the faith. They were more interested in going after them. And if there was an organization that was going after them to brought them into the community, they would rather go after them than go after the Jews who were committed to Judaism. So the organization that applied for this grant 
who needed the money to help with Jewish outreach to make Jews into stronger Jews, didn't get the money. But the organization that wanted to go out and grab uh, people who already decided that Judaism wasn't that important to them and married outside of the faith, those were the important people that they wanted to grab, and that's what they did. They went and they grabbed those people. And they went and they gave money to, to, to create programming for people who were intermarried. What a waste of Jewish resources. They come to us and they ask us to donate money and millions and millions of dollars are donated to Federation. And, and a lot of the work they do is, is, is amazing work. The, the, the work they do with uh, seniors, the work they do with people who need, uh, who need help in different ways, a lot of the charity work they do is amazing work and deserves to be funded. But when they take community money to, to, to invest in people who are, who, are, who are not committed to the community, and who never will be because they decide to marry outside the community, decide to leave the community, marry outside the community. That's a problem for me. That's not Jewish continuity. That's Jewish destruction. People who marry outside the faith are destroying the Jewish community. More people have been, more Jews have been destroyed by intermarriage than were destroyed by the Nazis. Our population proves that. The number of our population proves that. So having an event like this, which is catering towards, towards, towards intermarried Jews, it's revolting. It's basically saying, we don't care. We honestly don't care if Judaism dies. We don't care. It's irrelevant to us. That is essentially what they're saying. It is irrelevant to us if Judaism dies. If Judaism in Montreal disappears tomorrow, we'll still survive. Look, we have all these non-Jews who are supporting us. Half the Y membership is non-Jewish. They're supporting us. Now, this interfaith couples, look, we're being nice to them. If we be nice to them and we give them a $5 meal, they'll support us. And look, the meal's not even going to be a kosher meal, so, so Federation is going to have a $5 meal that's not even a kosher meal because, you know, kosher food is very expensive, right? So, so we're going to try to tell them that, you know, you're part of our community, but, but we'll bend to you and we'll, we'll, we'll serve you non-kosher food. That's okay doesn't really matter because you've given up on Judaism anyway. So what's the difference if it's kosher or not? It's, it's absolutely revolting. It's disgusting. I mean, I don't know if you agree with me or not, and I, I, I invite you to call in or, or at least uh, type in a message in, in social media if you're, if you're watching on social media. Number to call, one 669 1292 I don't know if you find this as revolting as I do, but I find this really, really, really disgusting. I think that... The Jewish community should be promoting Judaism. We should be promoting Jewish faith. We should be promoting Jewish culture. And that's what the official Jewish community should be doing. We should not be pandering and catering to people who have married outside the faith. Judaism dictates that Jews marry Jews. And that should be the standard, at least the bare minimum standard, by every Jewish organization. Now, I, I don't care. I honestly don't care enough to get into the debate on whether you know, a father or you know, the husband or the wife, the kids are Jewish, it doesn't matter to me. The fact is that the Jewish tradition is that Jews marry Jews, that we marry within the faith, we marry within the tribe. That is the tradition of Judaism. So, so whether you can make all sorts of arguments, you can make all sorts of arguments about, uh, about intermarriage, that's not really what I'm talking about. Our, our Jewish organizations should not be promoting intermarriage. Intermarriage is destroying the Jewish community. 
Over 50% of Jews in the United States are intermarrying. Over 50% of Jews in the United States are intermarrying. Yeah, you heard me right. I think it was 53 or 54% the last time they counted. We're losing so many souls, so many Jewish souls. And Montreal is just catching up to that. We're just catching up to our organizations promoting this. So what is going to be the reaction? What is going to be the uh, end result of Federation doing non-kosher events catering towards intermarried couples? The end result is going to be that the community is going to get more and more split. That divide between the community, the chasm between the Orthodox community and the non-Orthodox community is going to grow. Because once organizations start embracing intermarriage, start embracing uh, people who, who have decided that the continuity of Judaism is not really all that important, then Orthodox Jews don't want to have anything to do with you. We want, we want, we, why would they want to have anything to do with you? Why would they want to be anywhere near you? It's a bad influence on their children. Bad influence on their community. Why would they have anything to do with you? And that chasm is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. Now, of course, of course, I'm not woke. And not being woke means that I, I could say these things on, 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 on here and not be afraid that somebody's going to come and attack me. Uh, you know, if they do, they do. I mean, I have open lines, so uh, there's no reason for anyone to attack me. If you don't like what I'm saying, you could always call in. And I'll give you my email address. You can even email me, howie at truetalkradio.com. You can even email me if you don't want to call in. Or you can message me on, uh, on Facebook or any other social media that you're listening on. And that's fine. I mean, you could do that. And I'll be more than happy to answer any questions or any comments that you, that you give me. But look, maybe it's not everything I'm saying. Maybe Federation is just trying to be woke. Maybe they're just trying to fit into today's culture where everything's acceptable and, and religion's a dirty word. It's quite possible. It's quite possible that the people of Federation, the, uh, the people who are organizing, the young people in this, uh, in this young person's Federation group, are trying to, uh, to be cool and to be, uh, to be part of uh, today's, today's, uh, today's woke society. What's the next thing that Federation is going to organize? It's going to be a drag queen event? Maybe the Jewish Public Library will have drag queens reading to children. What else are they going to promote? Maybe uh, CRT, critical race theories, in Jewish day schools? I, I don't know. And this is why it's scary. It is scary when an organization takes a turn like this and allows these kind of things to happen. It gets extremely scary because you don't know what the next step is. Once you go extremely left, and left enough to say I'm a Jewish organization, but I'm going to have an event that's not kosher, that's going to cater towards, that's going to cater towards uh, uh, intermarried couples, once you get that left, once you get to that point, it's it's not difficult to well, it is it's it's difficult. <laughs> I'm not going to say not difficult. It is very difficult to guess where the next step is going to be. Years ago, uh, not even that, not even that long ago, uh, Federation had gay pride events during Pride Week. They they marched down the street during the gay pride parade. Now, okay, fine. You can say there's gay Jews and that they're just trying to support that segment of the population. And I could, I could probably live with that. 
I, I may not like it. I may not think it's appropriate. But I could probably live with something like that, with with that, because I don't consider Federation a Jew, an organization that's that that caters to Orthodox Jews, because they don't. They've made it very clear they don't, and they've uh, they've had no interest in uh, in in being part or in taking part in anything in the Orthodox Jewish community. So I, I I have no issue with them being secular and being a little woke. But at least at least let the wokeness be for the Jewish community, not for people who have left the Jewish community. Or people have decided to 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 marry outside of the Jewish community. My my issue here with this particular event is not so much is not so much that they're they're doing some event for 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 couples. My issue here is they're doing event for intermarried couples. My issue here is that they're doing an event that's not kosher. This is my issue. This is not what Federation should be doing. Now, it's been a long, long time since I've spoken about Federation on this show, and I've chosen not to speak about Federation for, for various reasons. But when they do things like this, they're, they're, it's very difficult for me not to, not, not to talk about them. It's very difficult for me not to, not to come out and strongly condemn this kind of event. Now, I know that uh, I know that many people just say, ah, oh, it's just Howie blowing off again. It's just Howie, who cares? You know, what does he care about? What does he care about this? But, but I encourage every single person, every single person listening to the sound of my voice to contact Federation and tell them how outraged you are about this event. To contact Federation and tell them, listen, you, you shouldn't have a sip and schmooze with, with, with Jews who marry non-Jews. This is not something that Federation should be doing. This is not something our community money should be going to support. This is not something that we should allow in our community. Not something we should be proud of. We should be proud that there are Jews who are intermarrying. The reason they're intermarrying is because we didn't do a good enough job as Jews to educate them about what's appropriate Jewish-wise. The reason they're intermarrying is because our Jewish day schools didn't do a good enough job to, uh, to, to, to teach them Judaism. This is why this is happening. This is why intermarriage is happening. Because we've we spent so much time being embarrassed to be Jews on a federation level, on, on a Jewish community level. So, many t- so much time trying to, trying to prove to everybody else that we're exactly the same as them, even though we're not because we're Jewish. That we have forgotten that we have to educate the next generations about being Jewish, about, about what being Jewish means. And not that being Jewish means Israel. And not that being Jewish means uh, Zionism, and not that being Jewish means uh, means means eating latkes on uh, eating latkes on, on, on Pesach on Pesach eating latkes on Hanukkah and uh, and Humantashen on Purim. But that being Jewish means Torah, being Jewish means mitzvot, being Jewish means following the traditions of Judaism, following the lifestyle that God handed down to us at Sinai. This is what we have to be teaching our children. If we don't teach them that, if we, if we fail to do that, then we end up with events where our children decide that it's time that uh, you know, we, we reach out to intermarried couples. Now, we have intermarried couples because Judaism, the Jewish communities, have failed teaching Judaism to our children. It's as simple as that. I mean, the, the, the reason for intermarriage is not extremely difficult to understand. And once you understand it, you understand that there has to be a reform 
of the way Judaism is taught in Jewish day schools. There has to be a reform in the way synagogues are run and teach Judaism. There has to be a little more hard line when it comes to, uh, to, to, to intermarriage and acceptance of intermarried couples. We have to have a little more hard line about that. It's not acceptable, and it can't be acceptable, and we can't give the illusion it's acceptable. Because then the next generation sees the previous generation and says, oh, if it was okay for them, it's definitely okay for me. Let's take it a step further. Now, I don't know what a step further from intermarriage would be, but I'm sure somebody smarter than me will figure that out. one 669 is the number to call. one 669 1292 Get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to join me in conversation. Uh, I am outraged by this. I don't know if you are, but I am outraged by this. This is, this is completely, completely ridiculous and unacceptable. Completely, completely uh, immoral and should be condemned from coast to coast. But I know it's going to happen. I'm going to be the only one screaming about this. And maybe, maybe, maybe one or two other uh, fringe Jewish organizations, I'll use fringe in quotation marks because um, I, I don't consider many of these Jewish organizations fringe, but Federation will call them fringe because uh, they're criticizing them. And, uh, and, and nothing will change. This event will go on, this non-kosher Federation event. Uh, I'm surprised they're not doing it on Shabbos. I mean, that would, be, that, would, that would be the topping of it. They're not doing it on Shabbos, are they? Uh, February 28th. Is that Shabbos? I didn't even check. Uh, I'm hoping it's not. No, it's on a Tuesday. Okay, good. Um, this non-kosher event catering to intermarried couples. I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it, it just hurts me to, to even say this. It, it's just, it's just so ridiculously stupid and, and, and short-sighted of the Jewish community. And whoever green-lighted this project while their intentions may have been good, that, you know, well, we want to draw the Jews who weren't married and back into the Jewish community, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. Once they intermarried, once they married outside the Jewish community, they were pretty much saying, we have no interest in being part of the Jewish community. Why you'd want to draw them back in and thinking that a $5 non-kosher cocktail is going to do it, I don't know. I don't know. But here we are. And this is happening. And uh, unfortunately, we're not going to stop it. And once again, the ball keeps turning and the slope keeps getting slippier. And eventually, we're going to find that our federation and our Jewish community, at least the official Jewish community, the ones who call themselves the official Jewish community, will slip down into nothing that you could recognize as Jewish. It's already happening. It's just a matter of time. It took 10 years to get here. It'll take another five, six years. And you're not even going to recognize Federation as a Jewish organization anymore. And, and, you know, they do all sorts of other things. I mean, uh, look, we talked about Sija sending a delegation of, uh, of, of, of people to speak to, uh, to terrorists in Israel to try to negotiate peace with terrorists when the Israeli government said they were not going to negotiate peace. Now, that could have been set up by the Israeli government, but probably not. Federation just took it upon themselves. And so on and so on and so on. Federation oversteps a lot, but this kind of overstepping is dangerous to the continuity of the Jewish community. It's dangerous to the future of Jews in North America. 
Now, I've said for a long time, the, the, the North American Jewish community is dead. It's obvious to me that, uh, that there is no more life left in the Jewish community in North America. I've been, I've been saying this for a couple of years already, that, uh, that the time has come where the welcome for Jews in North America has disappeared. It's over. And Jews just haven't realized it yet. It happens in every country that we've lived in in the diaspora. Where we live, we become prosperous. We feel that we're part of the community. And then suddenly the community turns on you and you're like, hey, what happened? We were so prosperous and so, so prominent in the community and now suddenly the community's turned on us. Just think back to the Jews in Germany who, when Hitler took power, felt that they were the, uh, you know, they were the intellectuals in the community. That they were the ones who were who, 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 more German than Jewish. And they couldn't understand when the Nazis grabbed them, put them in the concentration camps. They're like, hey, wait a second. Uh, I'm more German than I am Jewish. I don't even know what being Jewish means. Ah, but your ancestors were Jewish, so you were Jewish. Oh, oh, is that how it works? If that's how it works, then we're in serious trouble, aren't we? If that's how it works... And our, our organizations aren't there to help us, aren't there to, aren't there to protect us, aren't there to, to, to back us, which they won't be, then we're in deep trouble. North American Jewry's in deep trouble. And that's why I'm saying North American Jewry's coming to an end. It's, it's already over. The, the last remnants of North American Jewry uh, are, still, are still hanging on, but hanging on by a thread. When we have to build fortresses around our synagogues and our institutions and have armed guards searching bags as people come in because we, we, we can't trust anybody, then do we really want to live a life like that? Do we really want to live in a society like that? Now, somebody told me a couple of days ago, they said, Howie, you're always saying that North American Jewry is over and that, uh, and that it's, time to, uh, it's time for Jews to, to realize this and move out. But you know how dangerous it is in Israel? There was a terrorist attack in Israel last week, they tell me. And, and Jews were killed. And so you know, why should I take the risk? Why should I risk my life uh, being killed in Israel when I could live peacefully and, and, and in comfort here in North America? And I looked at the person and I said, you're 100% right. There was a terror attack in Israel last week. It is a very unfortunate and very, very, very uh, scary event when terrorists happen, when terrorist attacks happen. But your chances, your chances of being involved in a terrorist attack anywhere in the world are extremely slim. Now, unfortunately, they happen, uh, they don't happen a lot in Israel, but they happen in Israel. Since they built the, uh, the border wall, separating the Jews from the Arabs, which is what really should happen throughout the entire country. Since they did that, uh, terrorism in Israel has dropped substantially. So, you know, the risk of you dying of a terror attack in Israel is, is very slim. It's just about as much of a risk as you walking into the street and getting pummeled by a bus or you getting shot during a bank robbery. The, the chances are slim, but it's possible that it can happen. But is that going to stop you from going to the bank or from crossing the street or from going into a grocery store? No, it's not. So why should it stop you from moving to Israel? At least in Israel, we know that the land is run by the Jews. At least in Israel, we know that the land is, uh, is ours, that the leadership of the country is ours, it's our people, and that the strongest army in the Middle East will protect the Jewish people 
living in their country to the best of their ability. Much better chance of surviving a war in Israel as a Jew than you do in North America. Your neighbors will turn on you. They did in Germany. They did in Poland. They did in the Ukraine. They will turn on you. And then where are you going to be at? Time is now. Now, I know, I know, I know. Vladimir Vladimir Jabotinsky ran around Europe and yelling, hey, listen, the Holocaust is coming, and nobody listened to him. It's the nature of our people. Affluence breeds apathy. And wherever we go, we become affluent, and therefore become apathetic. And it's a scary, scary prospect to think that the country that we've embraced as our home the country that we've become comfortable living in can turn against us. It's very difficult to think that, but it's very, very possible. And we just encourage these things to happen, and we just ask for these things, and we beg for these things to happen, the more we try to be like our neighbors. And when our federations start dragging us into the assimilation game, when our Jewish organizations start promoting and dragging us into the intermarriage game, then we have, uh, then then we know we're we're in serious serious trouble. So we have two choices. One, we could run the hell out of here. Or two, we could fight. Choice is yours. I can only bring you the information. It's like the old saying. You can take the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. If this bothers you as much as it bothers me, as much as it bothers other people, then you should write an email, pick up a phone, let Federation know how disgusted you are that this event is happening. It's the only way to change it. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you again tomorrow.